Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned into plastic. Welcome, everybody, to Zoning Out, to, to COVID Out. I'm oh. Christopher Feinstein. <laughs> you sound John good. Sachs. You, Frank Bonacci, the late Christopher Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> and Chet. Sorry, COVID's got me. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 17 of The Twilight Zone, The Fever, which I have <laughs> and is raging. <laughs> With an air date of January 29th, 1960, a middle-aged man catches gambling fever from a slot machine that he believes is calling his name. Judd, what'd you think? <laughs> you could change middle-aged man to my name and it's at, at every casino I go to. <laughs> They're always calling my name. I like this episode. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous, of course. But they really capture the fucking hold that those those slots can get on you what's your name judd not just i like roulette a lot listen john okay don't let don't believe anything he tells you because what's his game he was playing parlays in the world cup on who's scoring goals things this guy's like he's like oh chris you watch basketball i was like oh no i didn't know you do well now i do did you he was betting on tennis when you bet tennis when you bet The U.S. Open. Well, now you can bet. You can bet on your phone. It's like Igor how do you... Slamislav is unstoppable. Hey, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps winning. I don't know. It's what it is. Yeah, betting's gonna ruin the world soon, especially because you can just bet anywhere and always. But <clears throat> betting did not. Well, slots did not look as fun in 1960. Uh, I, I don't know how anyone could have gotten addicted then, because that shit looked awful compared to what we have now. I'm gonna every time Justin talks, I'm gonna cut to a clip of uncut gems. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys at tonight? Take a look. Let's see. Because that's <laughs> the person we're dealing with. I've never seen it. Oh. Oh. Shocking, right? Oh. Index card. Is it around? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, going on it. the index card. Does yeah, it have dude. room? Uh. Yeah, one slot. You know what? I never watched that either. Oh, you're, oh my god! So good. I heard that was like oh, really so good. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. You know why Adam I never Sandler watched it because it. it was that fucking meme that everyone was talking about for a while. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like things like right. that. And I said, I can't watch this movie. I hate this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to watch the movie. I don't care who's muse. I don't want because I'm thinking her stupid face now when I'm watching it every time. <laughs> See, oh, it's great! At- it's it. It's an exact. The whole movie is an anxiety attack. Yeah, <laughs> it's relentless. It's almost too so much. good. Yeah, almost. What'd you guys think of it? <laughs> I wasn't that hot on it. Just watching a guy go become a full degenerate in under an hour. Yeah, I mean, it was and this guy's like, oh, he's he was the guy went to a casino and became a degenerate. It's like, all right, he piece was of shit. he was miserable. You want to see my notes? <laughs> <laughs> miserable old bastard. <laughs> 
telegraphed what was going to happen right at the get-go. The best drunks ever on this show, Stinker. <laughs> that sounds my only notes. Yeah. I, I love how the, uh, the casino help treats them in the beginning. Or they just they don't give a fuck. They're oh, like, just no. go spend the fucking money, you losers. Yeah. You know, you make us feel well, you make us feel important. You are important, Mrs. Gibbs. After all, it isn't every day that we entertain celebrated contest winners. No, not every day. Maybe every other day. <laughs> go over there, sit there, feed the machine. Yeah, we like you. Welcome. Just fucking get over there. It's mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like sometimes. Give you free I, rooms, give you fucking free everything, and watch you spend it all. Yep. <laughs> I wrote uh, two weeks, lady from Total Recall, <laughs> and Uncle and Uncle Chichi go to uh, <laughs> Uncle Chichi. I said the same thing. Oh my god, I said the same thing. Oh my god, I said the same fucking thing. <laughs> he looked like Uncle Chichi. He did. How could you not? <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, Grandpa liked betting too. I'm not the only one. Oh, he no, was a big he, OT, he was an OTB dude. Yeah. yeah, you haven't gotten into horses yet. Nah, oh, I haven't played the horses yet. I got this. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got a... OTB's like bad. Why is OTB not allowed? But yeah, I can bet on my phone. Like, yeah. It's so weird. OTB kind of missed out. Did they go... Because imagine if they were still around and they got into Ooh, that. I'd be there. There's a bet in that bag. I want you to take all of it. All of it inside the bag and place it on that bag. How much is in the bag? There's a lot. Just standing there with your container of coffee, just looking at the races. All it's retirees and late stage drug addicts. That's all you ever see. That's why they should never have closed them in New York City. Because it's like at least I know where the dope fiends are all at. They, they, they're like they're like bugs under a rock. If like you move the rock, they all go flying in different directions. Oh. It's like that with OTB. If you ever took the roof off an OTB, you'd see a bunch of drunk addicts run out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so, Uncle Chichi, they walk in. So this guy, Franklin Gibbs, and his wife, Flora. I'm Fauna. I'm Flora. God damn it. Now I got to put that clip in. No, you don't, Frank. No, you don't. You have to keep no. telling yourself that. Why Fauna? I'm Fauna. I'm Flora. I'm flattered. Just if you just delete what you said, you don't have to put the clip in. You know, it's so sad that until you said that, <laughs> didn't think I didn't, that didn't occur to me. You just raced with everyone. We're recording <laughs> on four different tracks, right? Oh, you're right. Shit. Uh, his wife won a Flora. I'm Fauna. I'm Flora. Uh, won a slogan contest and uh, got an all expenses paid trip to a Las Vegas casino. And he's just like, I don't want to be here. I hate gambling. She's like, oh, honey, let's have fun. And he's just a straight-up abusive piece of shit, this guy. Yeah. Just what do you think you're doing? Well, it's, it's only a nickel machine. Only a nickel machine? Why don't you just take handfuls of nickels and throw them out into the street? All right. We go to Las Vegas. We waste three days and two nights. We do it because that is your silly idea of enjoying yourself and because it's not costing us anything. But now you're spending money and not even spending it, Flora. You're, you're, you're just throwing it away. Well, this is where I put my foot down. It's quite obvious to me that you are not mature enough please, to... Franklin, please, don't make a scene. 
I won't play, I promise you. Just, it's beyond, like, being kind of cranky. And he's just a complete piece of shit. Flora, like, I felt, I was like, when the end eventually happens, when she, when he gets Ethel'd off the... <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy for Flora. I'm like, Flora, honey, it's, it's, You're free. the nightmare is over. You're, You're free, free, yeah. See, that, that would have been the good hook for me to make me enjoy this episode, is that uh, she puts a, a at the end of just, and then she wins. A close-up of her face and just going, whew. And that's how it ended, and then that would have been a 10. Yeah, he was a downer. <laughs> Just her diving her brow. And that's how the episode ends. Gives, a, gives a wink worked. to the camera. Right. I knew he, you know, he, I knew he was weak. That's why I took him here. There was no slogan contest. Here's the slogan: Flora's the winner. Always, <laughs> never bet on, never bet against Flora. I'm Fauna. I'm Flora. So she tries a slot machine, and he just berates her loudly in this casino for like uh, what felt like five minutes. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, it went <laughs> on like for a very long room, time. She loses. Then a cartoon character goes up to Franklin. <laughs> the best drunks, man. You try it, huh? I'm no, uh, one hour and 30 minutes on this miserable, crummy, marmy grab it. Please. Hold it. Here. You play it. It's yours. Go ahead, play it. Now, really, I'm not interested. I'm in a hurry. All you have to do, look, is put it in there. See? That's right. And pull the thing. All right, sweetie, I'm coming. That's the little woman, you know. Well, lots of luck, and I'll see you later, huh? Bye now. Like, he was... Hey, what's up? What'd you like? to call it to gamble here here's a buck <laughs> like it was just ridiculous how he was so over the top cartoonishly drunk he gives him a nickel or a dollar dollar it was weird seeing yeah he gives him a dollar and he wins you know nothing crazy and he i mean it's amazing how quick he turned into oh, justin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went from zero like, to justin real quick like Justin has to ramp up. Like Justin lies to himself for the first like hour or so. No, just a few. I'm not gonna lose. I'm not gonna. Lose. And then by the end, he's got into that fever pitch. Like he won that first thing, and he was just, he was hot. You got five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Private joke time. So yeah, he sits in bed and he just dreams of that slot machine, and the slot machine literally calls to him. And it's that like who did the voice? Was that Burgess Meredith? It sounded like Burgess Meredith. Um. Choking on glass. That's what I hear. <laughs> Justin. It, it's my phone. So he goes, then he just runs down back into the casino. And he's a frothing lunatic. Like immediately frothing lunatic. Flora comes down and is like, maybe you should take it easy. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You. Go get my goddamn phone book. Get the book. Get the book. He just, he has had it with her shit. Dear, you know how awful you feel in the morning after you've been up too late at night. Flora, will you kindly shut your mouth? I hate a shrew, Flora. I hate a woman who stands in back of you and sees to it that you're, you have miserable luck. And that's what you're doing to me now, Flora. You're giving me miserable luck. Now, please, go away and leave me alone. Please, please, people are listening. The devil with people. I'm not concerned with people. I'm, I'm concerned with this, this machine. 
and <laughs> like everybody's standing there. He humiliates her in front of everybody. Yeah. Like he deserves what's coming to him. Yeah. He just loses control. Loses control. Gambles literally everything away. After he gambles, uh, he gets to the point where he's out to his last buck, and the machine uh, gets stuck. Ah, that I liked. I like that. I, I, and I love the what he was saying afterwards, like where he's rationalized. That machine did it on purpose. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, it was going to pay out. And instead, it just like it just would not do anything. Jesus. He's like, son of a bitch after me. <laughs> <laughs> that machine floor. It was ready to pay off. And it deliberately broke down so it wouldn't have to. It's not even a machine, Flora. It's an entity. It's a thing with a mind and a will of its own. It deliberately broke down. Which I was amazed the pit boss wasn't on him right before that. Like, I was surprised, like, De Niro... Uh, went on like, that what, one. What, <laughs> yeah, that, like, what, which hand did you push the, the slot machine over? You could take the money and the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's standing outside the casino going, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> Call my friend a piece of shit? <laughs> you, you told No. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. You hear a little girl crying near Frankie? You call, but you call them the fuck his mother? <laughs> <laughs> fuck me? Fuck my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Milk fed veal, that's the trick. Oh, I, like I, love that. I love that movie. So God much. damn it. I said it was a countdown. I said, This is Vegas in a casino this episode. <laughs> countdown to when we just start throwing casino quotes left and right. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? So Carmine's not here. <laughs> Carmine left. Carmine, the Carmine's not here sequence is the fun oh so anyway, the guy jumps out a window and dies. So let's get back to the casino. So <laughs> <laughs> the Carmine's not here sequence is the funniest thing that Scorsese's ever directed. We're waiting on Carmine. Yeah, Carmine for Carmine. He was here before. I saw him. He had a suitcase and everything, and then he left. Carmine left? Huh? Carmine left. He's gone. He's not here. Carmine's out. I think, you know, maybe he went across the street or somewhere else. I don't know. Well, listen, uh, let's have a look at the joint, huh? Oh, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, lots of luck. Lots hey, of luck. Great, Jerry. Good luck to you, too. Hey, they forgot to sign their papers. What? They forgot to sign their papers. Yeah, they don't need those anymore. Because it's this really amazing comedy. Of, it's, a, it's, it's a subtle comedy of manners. They're, they're having a very specific conversation and being very discreet about it. And it's so funny the way it proceed with that. So come on, it's not here. Come on, left. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> yeah, I think he went across the street there. Who are you? Hey, what are you doing down here? I'm with him. Oh. No, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, I'm over here. I'm over here now. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. You better not fuck me up in there. Let's say I get. Let's say Monday I go down to the bank and you don't have my money for me. I'm gonna bust your fucking skull wide open. <laughs> hopefully, by the time you're coming out of prison, hopefully you'll be coming out of your coma. 
<laughs> then I'll bust your fucking skull wide open again because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. It really is. The, the, my favorite oh, part yeah. of the whole movie is when he's berating the chef about the blueberries and the, the, the guy's face. Do you have any idea how long that'll take? <laughs> <laughs> how defeated he is. <laughs> You know the uh, the boss in KC? He was my neighbor. Really? Really? Yeah, he's like uh, the guy who sends them off. Uh, he lived two houses down from me my whole life, uh, when, up till I was 14, and when I was living on East 14th Street. That's I cool. used to see him around all the time. I never spoke to him. I never asked him, like, even though I was just like, you know, I don't want to bother the guy, but I always wanted to ask him. It's like, dude, you're a fucking, you're the boss of Casino. That's so crazy. Uh, I didn't care for this episode, as uh, you can <laughs> tell from my blight. <laughs> Uh, I, I just thought it was, it was fine. It was well done. And yes, as a depiction of the fever, I thought it was, uh, well-performed, but I just, I didn't feel this was a Twilight Zone episode. It felt like they shoehorned fantastical elements into it to make it feel mm. on brand when it was just a, would have been better served on just any other drama show. I think I would have enjoyed this more if somebody like showed this to me. And it wasn't called Twilight Zone. It felt yeah. forced. So I guess on its own terms, I think it's fine. As a Twilight Zone episode, I didn't care for it. Yeah, because it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. No... It's nothing. There's nothing fantastical about it. I mean, no, it's just no. it's just, it's just the most his mind. Yeah. He's yeah. like, don't don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Maybe if I stick your It's head. like I appreciate that they played it sincere. Like this is what it feels like to be addicted to gambling. Like I I, I get it. I can kind of appreciate that, but it, it's what you said. If it's a Twilight Zone episode, I don't... Yeah, so what? What are you telling me here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a haunted slot machine. <laughs> Got him. How frustrating is the fact that he doesn't kill James... He doesn't kill James, James Woods? Woods' character. It's so... Inf it's enraging. And I I watch that, and I go through the same spiral. It's like, if I were him, I wouldn't even tell her that I would just disappear him. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't beat her up, beat him up in front. First of all, I just would have like it's just frustrating that he's in that situation with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's and it's great great performance. Like you hate Sharon Stone in that movie. Yeah. You truly hate her and it's just testament to how good a performance it was. That's a movie that made like people take her cuz nobody took her seriously as an actress cuz you know she'd been in I mean she'd been working for a long time and she was solid in everything she was in, but you know that was like Nobody's like, ah, she's just sexy, you know. It's like, I, I always thought she was better than that, but it really is a turning point in her performance because when she plays a strung-out maniac, you hate her guts, too. You want to kill yeah. her. Yeah. I think she got an Oscar now for that yeah, one. Yeah, she deserved it. Maybe if I stick your head through that window over there, you'll get unconfused. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie M., you maybe bust your fucking skull open for that piece of shit. Oh, I love his accent in that movie, as you can tell. As probably can tell, I love his his weird Chicago accent in that movie. Oh, it's a nice pen. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> just don't don't want you to lose. Why don't you take that pen and stick it up your ass? Have you ever seen a movie called Patterns? Patterns. A uh, a boardroom drama written by Serling. Have you heard of it? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Nineteen fifty six. That's yes. That was like his first. That I think we talked about it on the first episode. I never have seen it. Oh wait, that's not true. I did see it. Uh, I saw they made a feature film version of it a few years later. Uh, that's the one I watched. I never watched the TV version, which I hear is superior. So that's where he, that's how he knew Everett Sloan from Patterns. 
like I was saying, I was teasing last week, is that uh, Everett Sloan, another big Mercury Theater, Orson Welles' radio troupe person. He was a big Mercury Theater actor and was in, and that's how I recognize him. Like, I recognize this guy, and uh, he's in Citizen Kane and a lot of other Orson Welles films. That's, But I recognize him from Citizen Kane. Great performance, great actor. You guys, you guys want some info on the slot machine? Is oh, that fun? Sure. Yeah. I like slot machine. You want are you strapped in? Is it ways to hack the slot machine? <laughs> <laughs> this is what Buck Hall and the producer said. Gambling machines were illegal in California. A prop house couldn't even have them. So we had to get one-armed bandits from the police department where they were impounded. It was just like a machine gun. You had to have a policeman along with it. There was a policeman on the set at all times to make sure that nobody, that someone didn't take one off and set it up in his uncle's barber shop. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And he gives a whole long breakdown about how they made the noise, where that came from, the combination of things that make the noise. They just didn't do that in the back. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this episode because it. Oh, oh, I do have something cool about this episode. Okay, there you are, my notes. So this story was published also, I think, uh, alongside the episode. In the first issue, alongside an interview with uh, Rod Serling, in the first issue of the magazine Help. Now, Help was Harvey Kurtzman, the creator of Mad Magazine, after he'd left Mad, after him and William Gaines had a falling out. Brought along uh, Bill Elder, who I could talk about Bill Elder's artwork for days. It was one of the most, one, probably the most influential thing in my life. The One of the things, my earliest memories is reading like old reprints of the 50s Mad and just falling in love with Bill Elder's artwork and how influential he is to comedy is insane. And they published this this story within that first magazine. It was like a it was kind of like an adult version of Mad. Uh, had some really interesting people who worked for it. People who who started work in that magazine were Terry Gilliam started as a, an illustrator and Gloria Steinem. What? Yeah, they were staff writers. Terry Gilliam worked in an office with Gloria Steinem on the creator of Mad's Magazine's huh. follow-up magazine. Isn't that bizarre? That is a wild concoction of personalities. Yeah, that's why if you ever watch the movie Brazil, the main character's boss is named Mr. Kurtzman because he used to work for Harvey Kurtzman. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, I thought that was interesting, and I, it made me want to go find that the first issue, which I can't find anywhere. If it's not on the internet, if I can't find it, then it means it's not on the internet. I have a bunch of help magazines. If anybody's ever interested in looking at it, looking through it, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to look up a really great, probably Bill Elder's greatest work is uh, him and Kurtzman's greatest work together is uh, the compilation of the Goodman Beaver comic stories, which eventually, oh, 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 since I'm here, so <laughs> I've hijacked the conversation. <laughs> so Goodman Beaver was like a big uh, comic strip in Help. When Help folded, Kurtzman and Bill Elder went over to Playboy magazine to do a uh, comic strip. They wanted to take their Goodman Beaver comic strip and do it there, continue it over there. Hugh Hefner wasn't really interested in that, so they gender swapped it, and that character became Little Annie Fanny. If, uh, if you ever heard of that, that was a famous comic that ran in Playboy magazine. Mm. That's interesting to somebody. I'm, I'm betting that it's not interesting. <laughs> Obviously, it's not interesting to the people in this room, but it's certainly interesting to one person who will go, huh, and then, you know, go about their day. That's my hope. <laughs> That's my pie-in-the-sky dream for that, that entire detour. <laughs> I gave it a three. I'm going to have to go with you. This is my uh, lowest. I'm going to have to go with a three as well. 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. I appreciate the sincerity, but it didn't feel like a Twilight Zone episode. So. No, this could have been anything. Ten. The highlight was hearing that Judd is a, is a gambler. <laughs> degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> Not degenerate, guys. I have some sort of control. I still, hey, some. My, some. I still have my own shoes. But I could see, you know, see me ending up like good old Franklin. <laughs> Did you like stand in front of a mirror after watching that episode for like moments <laughs> on end? Did it make you confront certain truths? Yeah, it's some thinking. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've been there. Oh, I've gotten the fever. I've gone a little crazy. Yeah. The last time I got really, really crazy was, I don't know, it had to be 10 years ago, where me and a bunch of guys, we drove to Atlantic City in a blizzard. There was literally, it took us almost four hours to get there from fucking, we were leaving from Staten Island. Now, normally it's like a two-hour drive from Staten Island to Atlantic City, hour and 45 minutes. It took us almost four hours because of how much snow was on the ground. The Garden State Parkway was not plowed. Oof. There was five of us in a pickup truck praying for dear life. Why we decided to do it, we were like, ah, no one will be there. Let's go. We got nothing to do. None of us are going to work tomorrow. Fuck it. We ended up getting to, the, we went to the Tropicana, and there was nobody in the casino. Literally not a fucking soul. We were the only five degenerates walking around that place. Mm. They took all the limits off all the tables, and they were just like, there was like one table of each game open. There was no, nobody there. And they were like, just, you know, whatever you want to do. So we were just playing roulette. We were going fucking off. We were up so much money at one point. Collectively, between the uh, four or five, I think there was five of us. Collectively, between the five of us, we were up like probably seven grand. So what did we do? We said, let's put everything on black. Just all of our winnings on black and red comes, and we lost fucking everything. Oh, my God. They comped us. They were like, oh, we'll comp you this uh, breakfast. It was like, at this point, it's like 4.30 in the morning. We're like, we're not going to stay. We're going to drive home now. Hopefully the, the roads are plowed. But they comped us breakfast, and let me tell you, I got my money back. <laughs> they were like, sir, it, please, no more omelets. It was a buffet. So it was like, oh, those fools. Uh, and they had, like, all kinds of shit out. It was, I don't know what the fuck it was still open for at that time, but there was steak, shrimp. I don't even eat. I don't, I'm allergic to shrimp. Well, you know what? I ate it. I was like, my fucking eyes are swelling shut. But this is this is six bucks. This is six. Every shrimp I eat, that's that's a four dollars off the tab. There's nothing worse when you're losing. But we There's were winning. We were fucking on top of the world. Oh wait, I got another one. Another really good one. I was same same casino. I was with my buddy and my buddy Ronnie. He'll enjoy this. And uh, we were visiting his. His girlfriend at the time was there with one of her friends. They were there for something. So we just went down. Just They had a room. So we were up in the room. We went down. We gambled. We won a shit ton of money. And we were like, fuck it. Let's, we're done. Let's go back up to the room. We'll order lunch. We'll, we'll see where they are. We didn't even know where his girlfriend or whoever else was there. We didn't even know where they were with. So we went back up to the room. And we're like, while we're up in the room, let's fucking just trash it. So when, what? so let's just trash their room and leave. So when they come back, they'll be like, what the fuck happened? So we're taking, the, we took the curtains off the walls. We took the mattresses, the TV down. As we're doing this, the housekeeper walks in. Oh my god! She looks at us. She says, "Why you do this?" They called security. We had to be like, "No, it's a, it was a, it's a prank." We're gonna put it back together. We put it back together quickly and evacuated. The craziest thing I ever saw at a casino, I was in the Hard Rock in in Florida. Juddy's been there with me. I watched yeah. I watched the madness. Yeah. I'm with Carmine. We're waiting on Carmine. Yeah, Carmine for Carmine. He was uh, down there promoting pounds. And so I just I just happened to be down there too. And 
we're at a blackjack table. This guy walks over, drunk, clearly loaded. Uh, just walks in, walks over to our table. I'm afraid to play back blackjack, by the way, because there's a whole etiquette to blackjack. You know, yeah, me you too. know, I don't want to fuck up the people around. I don't want to do I anything fuck that me. fucks up anybody but me. You know what I mean? And you're kind of under pressure of you bet when you're not supposed to bet. You could have taken a card from somebody, and they make it. You you get that vibe with people who played blackjack. It's like don't fuck this up, stupid. Yeah. So this guy walks over. He goes, "All right, motherfuckers, we're all gonna win tonight. Watch this shit." He drops, and this was like this low limit, maybe a twenty dollar limit table. This guy drops five grand. Damn. He drops five fucking grand. Now, I kind of sussed out what had happened before. I, he must have been thrown out of every table up to this point. <laughs> He's like, five grand. The guy hits, fucking walks away, he, uh, walk, doubles his money. So, okay, uh, guys, we're going to keep it going. This guy wins seven fucking hands. Wow. He walks away with like 40 grand in like 10 minutes. By the time he's leaving, this place is surrounded by management. They're hey, all surrounded. I, I don't know what he was doing. He was just, he fucking came in, just said, watch this. He just hit and hit and hit. And he's like, yeah. see, I took their fucking money from them. Fuck these people. And just walked out. That's great. And they, That's they gave the hammers out the fucking... Oh, they were gonna kick <laughs> it. Justice. I'm gonna go get the <laughs> I got a, a fever story. I uh, I won the jackpot on a slot machine in AC. I won five thousand. It was very nice. I uh, treated everyone that was down there with the dinner that night. And the very next week, not even a full seven days later, like five days later, I went down to AC alone just to gamble on like a Tuesday night. With fifteen hundred dollars, because I was gonna win again. What I come home with? Nothing. Seventy-five dollars. But because you're sitting there laying in bed, going, "I'm losing money by not fucking." I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm a fucking fool. What am I doing here? What am I doing here? (laughs) I'm home. There's a machine. It's calling to me. Screaming my name. (laughs) This is the path God wants me. me. (laughs) It wants. Why wouldn't I win? Of course, I'm gonna win. Right. It's yeah. foolish that you figured high. it out. Yeah, I figured it out. I could press that RNG button better than anyone else. No, it's gamblish fallacy. The best movie about, and John's not the biggest fan because we've discussed this. The best movie about gambling <laughs> that I've ever seen. My favorite film about gambling, at least. And it's about being hot. Is the movie Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfus and your boy. Uh, is that you, Santa Claus? David Johansson. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's, it's him, Terry Gar, and Jennifer Tilly, who is unbelievably funny in this movie. She's got really long legs. Yeah, they go from my ass all the way to the floor. My legs. Excuse me. She, uh, she's got very long legs. That's right. They go from my ass all the way to the floor. My legs. <laughs> it's the greatest line in movie history. I won a contest for New York Comic Con to get the Curse of Chucky poster signed by cast and crew, private signing. And that's the thing I went up to. I was like, Jennifer Tilly, I met Brad Dorff, the director, Don Mancini, Fiona Dorff. I, I got to meet all of them. But I, I mm. just said, the only person I wanted to say anything to, I didn't really say anything. I said, thank you, thank you. Even to Brad Dorff, I'm like, thank you, thank you. Uh, but to her, I'm like, I'm sorry to bother you. I got a picture with her. I'm like, I'm sorry, but your performance in Let It Ride 
is one of my favorite comic performances of all time. You're brilliant in that movie. And she was really like surprised, like, oh, that's an old movie. That's a, what a weird one to bring up. I'm like, it's amazing. She's <laughs> really, if you ever, if you want to watch a fun thing about gambling, I know John doesn't agree. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not even mad about it. But you check out Let It Ride. It's such a beautiful film. Speaking of Chucky, I just saw a trailer for, have you seen the trailer for Megan? I'm not, I don't understand what the big whoop is about. I don't, I don't really care for it, I don't think. Is there a whoop? I, I, I was like, this is just a blatant Chucky ripoff. People are oh. applauding it and saying like, oh, this is it. They, he figured it out. James Wan's figured it out. Is that the one where the robot does the TikTok dance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, oh, uh, people were awful, laughing man. about it. But you know what? I'm kind of in the bag for what James Wan does now because he's gone crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know that was James Wan. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got fanboys, that's it. But he's gone mm. crazy. Like, when you watch Malignant... Oh, I finally watched Malignant. What a wild... Look, that last third is I insane. said, what the fuck is going on right now? It goes crazy. It goes completely yeah, batshit. That fucking tumor started bodying people in that prison. <laughs> fucking poor Zoe Bell. That's Zoe Bell from... Uh, oh, Death is Group. it? Yeah, that's the woman... The, the, oh, the right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tumor went John Wick. That was the best siege on a police station scene ever in film, finally beating out the one in Maniac Cop 2 and Terminator. Yeah, Terminator's great. Terminator's good, and Maniac Cop 2, if you've ever seen it, uh, that's an amazing... I think it honestly tops the Terminator one, and I think this one easily tops them both for just the sheer madness of it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I think it's beyond that. It's like, listen, it's months later, I'm still talking about that movie. <laughs> yeah. I said, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, you know what? Did not see that coming. <laughs> My growth has had it. <laughs> Got riled up. <laughs> yeah, but those TikTok dances, that's why they're applauding him, because that's what they're saying he figured out, like marketability. Oh, but you know what? I was intrigued after that. That didn't look good, but I'm like, that looks bizarre and probably ill-advised. Maybe this will be worth my time. Like, you know, I'm always looking for another The Happening. Planning on stealing something? No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? No. You know how I feel about the happening. I didn't see that in theaters because I didn't know. <laughs> if I like, if you could go back in time, you'd go see happening in the theater. I would live in the theater for a week and just watch it over yeah, and over again. That's a that's a party. What? No. So that's what I'm getting. I'm getting the happening vibes. Like, is that what the one with the plants? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Mark Wahlberg plays a yeah. uh, science teacher in high school. Like a botanist or something. <laughs> what? No. Oh, man. We might have to do a draft dive on The Happening. That movie, that movie is in fucking incredibly bad. <laughs> you know, I'm a connoisseur of bad. But for a major studio release, that's a pretty shocking one. Like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I've seen way worse. But not with that pedigree. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see that. Like, a big studio makes something, that, like, incompetent. Like, it's like, okay, that sucked. You know, like, I don't like, uh, I don't like Batman versus Superman. John's got his head down again. Why but, would that be your fucking example? It's on purpose. It's on purpose. It's not on purpose. It's, it's literally purpose. the first thing that came to my mind. But that's not incompetent. I just don't like it. But it's no, like, you, this you, is it's a special bad because you have to be so unaware of it. You know what I mean? It's different. It's a it's a special bad. Yeah. Happening. My favorite of his films. It's the most one I'm the most entertained by. It's not even close for me. If we do an M Night draft, we're in a fight over the happening at number one. Oh yeah. It's not even close. He's uh 
He's back in everyone's good graces again. I don't know how. The guy's got more lives than a cat. Is it the the visit? Uh, it was the, the one. What was with, the last one he did? Well, the ones that brought him back was uh, Split. Is what brought Split. him back into everybody's good oh, graces right. again. Oh, but then, oh, no, but then Old happened, and everybody says Old is bad. I still haven't watched Old I yet. I didn't see it You haven't watched it yet? No. Oh, like, my God. Is it, oh. Oh, is it bad? Oh, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Forget about Uncut Gems. Oh, old. Watch Old? Old, yeah. yeah I keep okay. saying it, and I'm like, oh. There's a rapper character whose name is Midsize Sedan. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh. that's my fever. Is bad M night. <laughs> Just give me that slot machine. It's so bad. It's great. He's got what's his next movie coming out? It's with uh Cabin at the with, End of uh, the World. Dave Batista. Dave um, Batista. You know what? A knock at the cabin. I would have never seen it coming, but he might be the best wrestler turned actor. I wouldn't have guessed. Well, I mean, listen. He doesn't have really much you know competition, but No, no, no. But is he better than Hulk Hogan? In Noah's bed. <laughs> in No Holds Barred. What's that smell? Well, no one's better than that, Frank. He's he's turned into an actually like a good actor. Very good. He is, yeah. He's good. Rock has got charisma. Rock's Always got charisma, charisma, but that's yeah. it's about I, it where it goes. Did you watch Black Adam? Did you see Black Adam? No. I hear it's awful. It's, it's, bad. Not, it's not good. Yeah, really? It's yeah. not a good movie. I uh, See, I thought it was just going to be middling. It's inc- inc- incompetent. Wow. Now I'm excited to see it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's borderline. Some of it's borderline dumb. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I understand it's a superhero movie. And I'm supposed to just let things slide, but what the fuck are you? What what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I did not care for it. See, you could tell. This is where what happens with this show. Look how far we've gotten away from the episode <laughs> because of there's not much to say about yeah. it. Like it's just what the fuck are they doing? Doesn't that make you want to fucking kill them? Doesn't that make you want to say fuck you for doubting me? Doesn't that make you want to step on fucking Elton Brand's fucking neck? And now, Mr. Serling. This is the model of a Newport, fighter aircraft, vintage World War I. Next week, it's flown on a patrol over France in 1917, and its pilot discovers that time has passed him by. Kenneth Haig stars next week in Richard Matheson's exciting story of the last flight on the Twilight Zone. We hope you'll join us. Thank you, and good night.